Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, I am honored to have Colleen Biggs from Lead Up Women, the founder and CEO, and I am just thrilled to learn more about her. She has a very interesting story, I'm sure. I haven't heard it yet, so this will be fresh. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful that you can be here with, with us today uh, to share your wisdom and some of the, the hacks that you've created over your life to, to balance it all, because she is a mother and even a grandmother, believe it or not. For those of you who can't see her, she is young and vital and beautiful. So welcome, Colleen. Thank you, Jennifer, so much. And I, I love why you're doing your podcast and just opening yourself up to opening, you know, meeting new people that you've never met before. And that's really about receiving. And I think that's a big part of vitality too. Mm, thank you. Yeah. So well said. I read this book recently called uh, Keys to the Kingdom. Mm. Um, and then The Queen's Code just after that by Alison, I think Woodward is her name. And I never re- understood how important receiving was as a single mom um, and raised by a single mom. I think that having to own that masculinity made it elusive to how to receive. But anyway, this is not about me, Colleen. This is about you. So please tell us about uh, how you got to where you are, your story, and um, where it's led you to today. Well, I too was a single mother. So we definitely connect on that front as well. And when you're in go mode and you're constantly serving others and you're pouring from an empty cup, um, you know, we drain out pretty quickly. So I'm glad that we get the opportunity to talk about vitality and mm-hmm. how we fill our cups and what we do. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I created Lead Up for Women was I needed to fill my circle, my inner circle, my cup with kind, um, non-competitive women, women that wanted to collaborate over competition, women that had the power and they had a purpose and they wanted to get out there and they wanted to share what that was. And they wanted to network and be with other like-minded women. They knew they were powerful, um, but some of them just weren't sure how to do it, right? They weren't sure how to share their message or um, they just needed the strength of other women around them to help lift them up. And I come from corporate America. So in corporate America, I have every single one of us as women probably have said in some time in our lifetime that we've worked in a male dominated industry. Well, every single industry that was ever created was male dominated because male created every industry. We have to remember that we entered the workforce way late. And so, um, but what we bring to the workforce is such a nurturing, compassionate um, side of understanding and getting to know people. And that is huge in leadership roles, management roles, um, executive roles. And there was a lot of competition, a lot of judgment, a lot of, um, you know, throwing people under the bus uh, in my corporate days. And I, I didn't like that. And so I, uh, just like you, Jennifer, I had a, you know, a small circle of women, a couple of them that were my best friends that I had had for a long, long time. But I surrounded myself with a lot of male friends because there wasn't that competition or judgment or anything I had to deal with then. And then 
when I left corporate America, I knew coming out as an entrepreneur because I'd been coaching. I had been coaching entrepreneurs for 22 years at that point, launched over 340 businesses. There were two things that we needed. One, you had to lean into your strengths, your experience, your knowledge, and your wisdom. We really needed to know who we were so that we could hire other staff, so that we could build a company, we needed to know what our strengths were. Two, we needed to tell everybody about us. So I figured, well, if I could put a community together where we could tell everybody about us at the same time that we could be in a safe and nurturing environment where we could build on our strengths and our skill sets and form new skill sets and learn new habits um, from other women that have maybe done it before us, why not create that type of community? So that's what I did. And over the last three years, it's grown to, you know, tens and thousands of women to be able to come together to support each other. And we do Member Monday Spotlights, and we do Teaching Tuesday webinars, and we do um, podcasts on Wednesday and Thrive Thursday Spotlights on Thursday to uh, show and spotlight a female that inspires us to thrive. So every day of the week, we're doing something different to spotlight a member in our community, but we're also coming together as sisters, as, you know, uh, we just genuinely care about each other. We, we want to open doors for others and connect others to other communities. And, you know, my vision is much larger than just lead up for women. It's really about women as a whole and us grasping and understanding that if we could just lean into the confidence the self-esteem, you know, and be confident about who we are authentically and not wait for someone else to give us permission to be that person, then we become role models and models for our kids. And those mm -hmm. that's Absolutely. really how we change the world. It is. Yeah. 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 Remembering actually, because what, even though uh, women aren't paid as much and, you know, so on and so forth in terms of equality, uh, we control the uh, GPD because we are spending everything. Uh, we make the decisions in the household. Um, we are raising the future generations. I mean, really everything is in our hands, literally and figuratively. And if our hearts and our minds are not remembering our, our greatness, which my, my heart and my mind oftentimes forget, you know, I have, I have my days and I need to be reflected back to oftentimes by my daughter. <laughs> sometimes by my sister, oftentimes by my romantic partner, you know, but, um, we all forget and we need yeah. to have people around us who can lift us up. Um, and that was a new reality for me that, that women could, could do that. And, um, I just commend you for your, for your work in bringing that to the forefront. Cause it just felt like high school all over again, again, and again, and again. And I thought, you know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be women who, who lift and there are, and look at you, you're, you're collecting them and promoting them. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful There's work. a lot of women out there that, that are on this same mission. And, uh, it's just amazing how God just drops them in your path when you're, I, I believe that is true. Yeah. And so there was a time though, uh, along your journey when you were a mom and you still are, but like you were juggling a lot of things, mm. uh, when corporate America, you know, working mom, uh, single mom, you said like, so, so what was, what were some tools that you used to balance it all? Uh, because I, I what I hear a lot is that moms are really overwhelmed. Now the kids are back at school for the most part, but still very, there's a lot of anxiety, um, which is causing, you know, an exponentially more stressful home life. But, you know, moms this last couple of years have been really overwhelmed. Mm. And so what were some things you did to help balance your work life relationship self? 
One, um, you know, a lot of people talk about balance. I'm, I'm not a huge believer in balance um, because that's everything symmetrically perfect, you know? And that's uh, not real. Right. It's unreal, but, but there are seven key areas in our life, right? Finances, friends, fun, field, which is our career, uh, faith, family, and fun. So with those seven key areas, it's like spinning plates. Um, It's like a gas gauges. I kind of see them as gas gauges in front of me. And there's times where my fitness is full, right? Because I'm going to the gym or I have a routine that I'm doing. um, And my relationship with my husband's really great. Um, But I feel like I, you know, haven't had very much fun lately. So my fun factor is getting low. My my, uh, faith is good, you know. So I need to focus on the things that um, that are getting the gas tank low. So I think we need to fuel ourselves in the area and give ourselves some grace to realize that we can't focus on all seven areas of ourselves all the time. And if you don't have a plan of where you're going, if you don't have a plan at all, right? I'm a big goal setter. I always have a plan. And if you don't have a plan and you're not a goal setter, then how do you know where the mark is of where you're going? And that has been something that has helped me through being a single mother um, because I had a plan that week. And it doesn't have to be that you have a goal, you know, financial goal of $20,000 that month, but you know how how much your bills are. So you have a financial goal of how many hours you have to work, uh, how many products you have to sell or what you have to do at your career to make that much money. So, you know, I could say that, Pouring into myself was the most important thing, but pouring into myself consisted of having confidence and knowing what my plan was, knowing mm-hmm. what my goals were, right? I'm just having it all together, I guess, is the word. But the other thing was fueling myself with people that, that I needed to surround myself with that fueled me, right? Not the naysayers, not the ones that think, you know, you shouldn't be a single mom or you should go find a guy and get married. Mm -hmm. None of those. I didn't surround myself with the negative people. I only surrounded myself with people that fueled my fire for success. There's a, you know, that they told me I was a good mom or that helped me when I needed help or would grab a child when I needed a child. You know, I had those people that were surrounding me that cared about me, that loved me. And if we don't keep those people close and surround ourselves with those people, then the problem is we burn out. And when Mm -hmm. we burn out and our cups are empty, we have nothing to pour. There's a reason why they say, put your mask on first, then put your mask on your children in a plane, right? You've got to put your mask on first. And when you're a single mother, you, you don't have the opportunity to do a lot of what I have to, what I get to do today. Right. So I get to go get massages and, and have quiet time with my husband because we're empty nesters. Our kids don't live at home, but when you have children running around and you're raising a family, you have to find time with your spouse. If you, if you're married, um, you know, with your significant other, you need to find time for the two of you to have time away, away from the children you need to have time with your girlfriends or whatever fills you up. Is it a hobby that That's you like right. to go to? Go to the gym. What fills you up? And most women I ask, they have no clue. I know, right? No yeah. clue. So they don't even know how they're doing. Number they're one, so tip, write it down. What do you love to do? What's a hobby? What 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 you know, what lights you up? And it could be just going to the grocery store by yourself. Yeah. And I have to drag kids with you. And you're like, I just love to go to Starbucks, get a coffee, yeah. cruise around, you know, this grocery store by myself, get my groceries, 
do what I need to do, have peace and quiet for an hour and then come back home. If that's what lights you up, you need to be doing that several times a week. And guilt-free. Um, like, you know, when you guilt- make that list, ladies, right. like don't don't yeah. judge yourself that it's right or wrong or good or bad, or you should be doing something more productive or checking a to-do off your list. Like consider this yeah. is a to-do because um, honestly, what you just described, burnout is a predictable outcome if yeah. you don't prioritize. And I love what you said about the seven Fs. Because if you don't have awareness around, you know, and maybe you said, maybe not all those areas are going to be complete, but you'll, you'll notice with the awareness Mm -hmm. where you have a depletion that is draining you. And I call it a power leak, right? But that, but it could be, you know, just, it's just draining your energy. It's like the life, you know, the wheel of life wheel. When you're looking at all those areas, where are you short? And the areas that you're short on pictured it like a wheel, you're going to have a bumpy ride. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I love how you framed that. And it's, it's true. I don't think balance is, is possible, but uh, that awareness and that honesty, and then figuring out for yourself, what is that thing? Like for me, it's a bath. I love taking long salt baths um, or a walk in nature. Being in nature is so, so replenishing for me for some, what, what is it for you? What is your thing that, that when you're feeling low on energy that you do even today as an empty nester, what is it that you do? I'm glad that you said that because baths are like the lowest on my list. And I only get in an Epsom salt bath when I'm super sick and I'm trying to like get the sickness out of me and heal my body, but mm. I don't, I'm not a bath person. Like it's not any, I know I am not a sit in the glass of wine, you know, have a bath. That's not me. I see it on the movies. It looks <laughs> relaxing, but I'm like, sit there for two minutes and go, am I done? Like, this is the longest. I, really long. I love it. So I love to move. You know, one of my most favorite <sighs> things to do that fill me up that I just, I love to escape and go just to like be in another reality. So going to a movie is one of the funnest things that I get to do. Nice. Now, my husband and I walk two miles every morning and we love to be active and go hiking and those nice. types of things. Um, but I'm talking like, if I just want to get away, um, gosh, it's so hard because going out with meeting my girlfriends for dinner is another thing that lights me up. I just feel mm. so happy when I'm around people that are happy, right? And I, I don't have people around me that aren't happy or that, that are in a bad mood or, you know, that aren't like-minded. I'm attracting only those people. And I think I've kind of put out this scent now where it's like I'm repelling all the other people. <laughs> so the it. only people that ever show up to happy hour or dinner are those people, right? We, we have this yeah. standing monthly happy hour that we do that have like 28 ladies invited on it. But <sighs> only the ones that show up are the ones that I need to fuel my tank. So I love it. I love yeah. that. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, and it's really different. Everyone's got a different thing. And, and I love that you and I have different things to fill us up because uh, oftentimes, like I said before, people have a lot of guilt. Women have a lot of guilt around uh, getting their cup filled up. And I think there should be an end to that mindset once and for all. Like we, if we don't do it, then everyone else pays the price. Most, you most- know, I was watching a movie last night. Um, I want to say, I think it was like bad mom. It was. And the daughter looked at her mom and she said, you're so selfish right? that you went and went out and hung out with your friends and had lunch and went out with that guy. And she was telling her mom, all you care about is you. You don't care anything about us. And I just thought of that. I'm th- I was thinking of that line. And I, I thought right then, that's why women are so fueled by we be, we have to, it's like, we have to be a mom and then we can't even be ourselves anymore. We have to serve, serve, serve everyone. 
and we're not able to do anything for ourselves. And that's so untrue because if you were raised believing you were selfish to do anything for yourself, you have to get rid of that because it's hurting your self-worth. It's hurting your body. It's hurting your health. I never apologized to my kids when I would run at night, when I used to run marathons or go to the gym or whatever it was, I would just go run for an hour, you know, and then come home. And it was like, I have my time to do the things that I need to do. You have the, I, I take you to all these activities to do all the fun things that you like to do. And if anyone ever brought that up, we had that conversation. So I it's, yeah, I think it's about confidence and knowing you're doing the right thing because yeah. um, I know that my daughter now she's 17 and she knows if I'm in a bad mood, she's like, mom, why don't you go exercise? Like you're always in a better mood after you exercise. And so she, she has come to understand, but although there were times where I was exercising and I had to put her in the kids club, you know, at mm-hmm. the gym um, and she didn't like it. Right. So I, I think it's also having the confidence to know and have the discernment around the balance because there are edges to it. Right. I know some parents who have been incredibly neglectful um, and they are selfish. Right. So it's these really fine edges. Um and also you mentioned God and I know in, in my faith, uh, you know, it is, it is part of my faith to serve. Um, mm-hmm. And that can also, um, you know, get the best of me, right. I can, I can serve too much and then deplete yeah. myself. So it's all these fine things. A question for you. Um, it's kind of an unusual question. Uh, it's a little bit unusual for this podcast, it is, but I'm really curious what you think. So you talked about having a plan and I agree. You have to have a plan uh, with, for life to some degree, but the older I get, the more I'm starting to wonder if I can, with my little brain, my little human brain, have this, you know, have the, the plan that, that actually God has for me. And so what is that, what is that balance for you in terms of your plan, not versus, but, and God's plan yeah. um, and, uh, and the unfolding of it all. And in, in the context of receiving, because that's, you know, one of the things we started with. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> that's where receiving comes in for me. Uh, because we're all energy, right? We're energy beings. The world is an energy. Every money is an energy. The exchange of money is an energy. Uh, the exchange of services and energy. It's all about energy. Okay. And I'm on this path because of doors that God has closed, because of paths He's open because of doors he's open, because of the shifts he's made for me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not in action. And that's where I struggle a little bit with some people who are very creative and they need to stay in a very creative mode that they lack action-oriented pieces in their day. So I'm not saying stay in your head bubble and have a plan that you can't deviate from, but there has to be action and you need to know where you're going. God will still provide, but he wants you to be in action. Yes, he does. So if you're in action and you're starting to go the wrong way, um, he'll, he'll nudge you and bump you over another way. Right. right. Um, So I, I have faith enough. Faith is one of the big F's for me. I have faith enough to know that I'm connected long enough to God on a daily basis. I do a morning routine that fills me up every day of walking and then reading and journaling and doing my gratitudes um, and spending time in prayer. That's for me. And that's my receiving time of really, you know, we have so many hours in the day. And when women tell me they work seven days a week, I'm like, first of all, that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make because you're pushing, pushing, pushing for seven days. When are you ever in receiving mode to receive Mm. 
the work of anything you've done, right? right. For anyone yeah. to say yes, when you're constantly just doing and doing and doing. So to me, receiving is part of receiving for God's plan. And I could be driving down the road and all of a sudden just get a download of information. It's like, whoa, it's been what I've been needing, but I've been in action the whole time. So I don't think not being in, I mean, God wants to give his children everything, right? All the riches in the world, but you can't just sit at home and pray for it or manifest it or wish for it. We, there has to be action that goes along with those pieces to create that, right? I completely agree. Yeah. Someone's out there praying right now, you know, um, that you decide to get out there and share your brilliance because they need you in their life and they'll find you. A YouTube video will get to them or a Facebook video will get to them or someone will all of a sudden hear your name or be introduced. So God has his ways of working that in, but we have to be in action no matter what and then have that time for receiving. So I I get a lot of my inspiration in the mornings. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for that nugget. I think it really helps. There are a lot of people in the spiritual community um, who, you know, I would call it, you know, bypassing to a certain degree, not being in action. Um, and then of course there are others who are, you know, really, um, have a lot of anxiety and they need to have so much control and they're not allowing to receive. So there is this sweet spot, right? This middle ground that does take awareness. It takes discernment. Um, and it sounds like it's an art that you've, you've mastered to a certain degree. It takes a lot of faith and faith. We can't see, touch, hear, taste, (laughs) or smell. That's right. So because of that, many people are low in the area of faith because they don't know how to exercise it. And Mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with trust. So opening yourself up to the trust journey. Oh, you're like speaking my language. (laughs) You're really good. Yes. Yes, from your uh, from your mouth to the hearts and minds of our listeners, um, to remember who you are, and to lift each other up. Any other last words of wisdom you'd like to to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think the biggest one for me is that we're all on a path of learning. So the quote that I use most often is, "If learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you." So. To me, the two worst words you can ever say is, I know. And we should always be looking for wisdom from others, tapping into others that have become successful as mothers, as business owners, as you know, fitness trainers, whatever it is that they're successful in, tap into those people and become a student more often than you know, you're a teacher uh, mm-hmm. to learn from others and surround yourself with five people that are your biggest cheerleaders that... Um, are the ones that are going to fuel you forward because you are a combination of the five people you hang out with. So look around. And if those five people aren't cutting it, then you need to get some new friends. (laughs) I love it. Colleen, um, you also have a book that uh, I I would love our listeners to, or, you know, and also contact you. I mean, so tell us about this, this book. I'm really curious. I'm going to show the video. It's called step into the spotlight to expand your influence and track more clients. And it's about attracting the right clients, right? So it has a female on the front with a superhero cape of her, you know, her shadow. We all know that we're superheroes. We all know, women all know that we have capes. We can do it all. You've even said it. We can do everything effortlessly, effortlessly, seamlessly. Mm -hmm. But we don't, we need to get into more habits of asking 
just trusting ourselves, having faith in ourselves and our beliefs and our authenticity of who we are and not trying to be like somebody else. To put yourself out there, you're your own first best impression, right? You're your secret sauce. So that's what this book is about. We don't always have to have the superhero cape on. We can ask people to do things for us, open doors for us. We can say thank you and let it land and not say, oh, thank you. I love, you love my sweater, this silly old thing. You know, I paid $10 for it. Like, just say thank you when someone likes your hair or, you know, is, is um, complimenting you on something. We need to learn to let those things land. So this book is really a compilation of a bunch of women um, talking about and explaining how you can step into the spotlight in your life for vision, in your life for yourself, for self-care, um, how you can do it through Instagram, how you can do it through stages, how you can do it through radio. There's a lot of different ways that you can really just authentically get yourself out there um, to, to attract the right people to you. And it's a lot less work when you're being yourself and attracting people versus, versus pulling and pushing and you know, trying to um, convince people. Mm, that's such an work. important message right now. So yeah. can you repeat the title of the book for us, please? Yeah, it's Step Into the Spotlight to Expand Your Influence to Attract the Right Clients. Beautiful. And then how do we find out more information, get the book or want to, you know, yeah. want to reach out so, to you? You know, one of the best ways to do that is to go to my website, colleenbiggs.net. It's one of the best ways you can connect with me on LinkedIn, social media. I'm everywhere on social media at Lead Up For Women. You can learn more about my community at leadupforwomen.com of how you can become a member of that community, be spotlighted yourself, get the visibility, be seen, be heard, you know, everything that you deserve as a female. Mm, so, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um I really appreciate the time you've taken and the inspiration and how rooted you are in what is true and real. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jennifer. I've really enjoyed my time on your podcast. <laughs> Be well. Your listeners are lucky to have you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.